Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. Well, Kimberly. Yes. Hey, girl. Hey. What the hell are you drinking? <laughs> um, swamp juice. <laughs> what do you what think is, it is that? It, so, for, for those of you in TV land, it is a shaker bottle, clear, but I swear to God, it is swamp juice. <laughs> what is in that thing? It's and, my greens, baby. And does it have something to do with why you're looking so fly these days? Yeah. What is it? Oh, well, this happens to be my greens. I hate plain water. So, you know, I. So, you make a green? I make it. I actually, we have the world's best greens. Like all the other greens taste like grass, which tastes like ass. And this actually is like sweet and it's really yummy. So you want to try it? Here, try it. All right. What are we going to talk about today? We are talking about why failure is the key to success. The three things that you are going to learn today is why we need to welcome our failures are three tips for failing forward and the ultimate success formula. Look, here's the truth. We have failed more times. I swear to God, I think I fail more than I succeed. And I'm not even talking about small failures. I'm talking about like giant shit that brings you to your knees and go like, Fetal position in the corner. I remember talking to you and I was like, why is Darren so successful and I'm so unsuccessful? Why is my friend Mike Scarton making so much more money than me? Why, why, why? Why me? Me. And I've come to the conclusion that the only way that you truly succeed is by embracing those failures. So let's kind of get into it. Let's talk about why you need to welcome failure. We often look at failure as a negative and it's like, oh my God, not again. It's this painful, emotional turmoil that we put ourselves in and it's agonizing and, you know, regret and remorse. And I shouldn't have done that. But the reality is failure is a stepping stone. It's, you know, they always, people always talk about a baby learning to walk. And I remember when Sophia was learning to walk and she would take, you know, one shady little half step and she'd fall and she'd do that repeatedly. But then that one step got a little better footing and then she would succeed with one step, but she'd fall in the second step. So it was like, you know, she didn't give up. She kept trying and she kept changing her approach. She kept trying and she kept moving forward. And I didn't look at her and go, oh my God, this poor kid, she's just never going to walk, is she? But eventually she did walk and now she freaking runs. And, and I swear to God, every day running does, she, and sleeping. does she know that I'm in my 50s now and it's not so freaking easy to chase her every single place? But you know, the thing is, we're sitting here all nice and pretty, right? We've got, we, you got your swamp juice. I got my cup of coffee. <laughs> it's better than swamp ass. It's a beautiful day. We, I just had my shower. I'm feeling good. And we're having a very conceptual conversation about failure. But what do you do like when you're in the trenches and you're trying to do something and you keep failing over and over again? How do you deal with those failures? And that's a question for you, Kim. How do you, when you look at it and you keep coming up with over and over again, it's like, it's just not working. How do you view that? Usually when I 
find myself failing, I will take my ass to the yoga mat, (laughs) honestly, and get a little mind-body-soul connection. I will cry through savasana (laughs) and practice massive, massive gratitude. And what usually happens in that space, not to sound like a kooky person, but what happens in that space is my clarity becomes elevated and my soul is open to whatever message I need to receive and I'm filled with gratitude. So if I can just clear my mind, open my soul and fill my heart with gratitude, then I usually get the answer that I need of what I need to do next. And if you didn't do that and you're not like the kooky yoga person, I don't know when I became that person, by the way, but uh, apparently I have. Last Thursday. (laughs) Last Thursday. It was like three months ago. If you don't do that, another great alternative in where I used to go when you know shit kind of hit the fan and I was failing was the Tony Robbins priming process. 14 mm, minutes of Tony. So good. And, but it's basically the same thing. It's meditative. It's what's your problem. It's gr- massive gratitude. And when you calm your mind, you find the answer. And that's what it is. And so I don't play the victim. I'm not a victim person. And quite honestly, I don't like to be around people that are playing the victim. Now I'm learning to not actually judge that. And I'm learning to figure out why they're playing the victim. But you know that that's a big key. I have a, not a similar anecdote, but, an, but another anecdote. I don't know what an anecdote is, but I, but I call it an anecdote. You said it four times in the last I, minute. I feel like what I'm about to explain is an anecdote. So there's two things. For me, one is I've determined that when I say I'm stressed, what I'm really saying is I'm fearful. That's, that's the first thing. The second thing is it has taken me honestly up until maybe the, even this year to recognize that when I fail, that thing failed and I am not a failure. And I would view when I tried to do things that didn't work as what's wrong with me. I'm such a failure. And I've been able to extract the goal that I was working on, the behavior that I was working on, whatever it is, and just focus on that and say, well, that didn't work. It took Thomas Edison 87 billion times to make the light bulb, right? You know, this reminds me, yesterday I was having a conversation with my best friend, Heather, and we were talking about how you go through these things in life and she's right now in the last year and a half, she has been in a world of a shitstorm. Like if you name it, it's happened in her life from cancer to flat tires, <laughs> what seems like every month. And she has pulled through and been positive through it all. And not just that, but we were talking yesterday about how that journey of basically bringing her world to the ground is allowing her the opportunity to build it back the way it should be. And that previous life and that previous person and that previous everything had to literally crumble down like an old crappy building that wasn't going to stand much longer so she could build back her dream. And I just think that's such an important message and such a big thing about failure because she should have given up a hundred, not should have, but could have given up a hundred times by now, but she, she hasn't and she never will. This is something that is pretty prevalent within the world of uh, recovery. In the mastermind that I'm a part of, we had uh, Tim Story come and, and speak. And Tim Story is a, uh, a coach to a lot of the, the star's kids. He has a weird niche in LA. Anyway, he did coach Robert Downey Jr. And he talks about the early years of coaching him. And we all remember you know, when he was on drugs and how he went through. He just It was like everybody was going like, really? Like one more time, you're going to find yourself in jail? And he knew that until he hit bottom, 
he wasn't there yet. He kept telling his parents, he's not there yet. He's not there yet. Once he hit bottom, his bottom was the extended stint in jail. It was in jail that created the turning point for him that radically changed everything. It was the threshold that brought him to that place. And, you know, we all know the ending of that story. He's just, I think he did 60, $60 million last year. All right. So let's talk about the second bullet, which is our top three tips for failing forward. Kim, what are they? Okay. So here's the thing. Failure is not as important as what you actually do with it. All right. So the tip number one is to have no regrets. Keep going after what you want. Take your calculated risks. Be aware that every risk comes with failure. It, it could happen. But without that risk, there's not going to be any reward. So if you can't take that risk, then you're not going to have that success. And failure is always possible. Okay, So never have a regret. Know that every single thing you do, every single failure you have, there's lessons in it. Learn those lessons and move forward. All right. Tip number two is to accept your reality. Admit your failure, which often is the hardest thing to do that admit that this project or whatever you just did failed. Learn your lessons. What lessons did you learn from that? And then move on to the next one. Stop looking back. Keep looking forward. I have such mixed reviews on Gary Vee. I mean, I, I love the guy from his business perspective, but his play hard perspective, I'm just not such a big fan of. But one of the things that he said that really, really struck me is he said, I look for failure. He said, I embrace it and I eat it up. And a lot of the bigger guys, they have trained themselves to go out of their way to fail at things. And it's kind of like, the, I'm not a sports guy, but it's kind of like Babe Ruth that gets up there and strikes out more times than anybody, but also has more home runs than anybody. So you got to get the at-bats. Did I get that baseball metaphor properly? Yeah. All right. All right. I think I did good. I think I'm getting better. Okay. So number three is... Don't be a victim. Be a strategist. So this is exactly what you were just talking about with you, Rob. Like, Don't have that woe is me attitude when you fail. And why am I so horrible? And why is everyone better than me? Dust yourself off, put your big boy panties on and take that as an opportunity to fine tune, recreate or move on to the next project. I am so guilty of this. I swear to God, I am so guilty of doing this. And I feel like such a, you know, a PU55Y when I talk about this. Because <laughs> and if anyone doesn't know what that is, write it down. Write it down. I, I do. I just, I feel that way because I am so guilty of just getting so bent out of shape when something doesn't work out and going into this victim mode that I'm very grateful to be married to you to basically smack me in the face. Yeah, I don't do that. I, no, you punch me in the face <laughs> is really what you not, do. Not literally. And by the way, can I give a little side note on the PU55Y? Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's where it came from. All right. And I don't even think you know this. Mm. When I was young, my mother was the yearbook editor for our school yearbook <laughs> and us. some sports team. It was like, what's the highlight of your year? I'm going to blame hockey. I'm going to say it was the hockey team. And one year, and I don't even remember which year, but someone on the hockey team put as a memorable thing, the PU55Y. Now, when they were typing it in, it didn't appear odd. It just appeared like an inside joke. But when you then got the printed yearbook that went out to thousands of kids... And all of a sudden, you see 
it listed in there. Yeah, that became a thing. So there you go. PU55Y. All right. Let's talk about the ultimate success formula. This is all you, boo. The ultimate success formula is something that I really, really try and live by from the moment I heard this 10 years ago. And it's a five-step process and it's super fast. Number one, know your outcome. Be specific on what you want. You don't want to lose weight. You want to lose five pounds by X date, right? Specificity is the key. So know your specific outcome. Number two, know your why. When you know your why, the house will take care of itself. So know why you want it. Know the purpose of why you want this. Very often you will say, this is the outcome I want, and you have a really weak purpose. And then you got to look back and go, maybe I don't really want this outcome because I can't even define why I want it. So know, know your outcome, know why you want it. Number three, take massive action. That means throw everything against it. And if you tell me that you tried a million times, I'm going to ask you to count them and tell me every single time. And I promise you the highest you're going to go is three. So take massive action. Notice what you're getting. You have to assess your progress. You got to look at it and go, okay, I tried this. What did I get? If you got the result that you want, great. If you didn't get the result you want, change your approach. How often do you change your approach? You keep changing your approach until you get what you want. Okay. So what are the overall lessons of failure? Welcome your failures. Use these strategies that we listed to turn them into your greatest successes and know that this is a journey, kids. This is not a destination. And excuses are over. It's time to live. Have a great week, everybody. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.